0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast. Um, today's episode is going to be more chill. I' am going to be honest with you. I have no plan. Um, I actually wasn't going to record. Uh, it's currently Monday night. I wasn't going to record until tomorrow because it's like seven thirty, and I was very much like the day's over. But I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's record for this week. Anyway, I yeah. It's been a very all-over-the-place week, and um, it's coming to the end of my semester. Um, and I think it's crazy, because I'm pretty sure I started this podcast like before my semester had even begun, and now it's at the end, and I'm like, what the heck, I've been doing it for this long. It's crazy. Anyway, um, I just want to talk about just some recent revelations that God has given me. Hopefully, it can give you some hope. Um, and possibly if you're in a rut of like not spending your time with God or you feel like you're in a dry season I just pray that this will inspire you to get back in the word even though it can be really difficult sometimes. Anyway so I'll start off with a uh, wrap-up of my week. It's been an interesting one I must say. Um, I did not expect these things to happen. Um, First of all it's just like I'm just all over the place right now um but this week I it was last Tuesday I get into the office it's my second to last week of internship um and I was just waiting back to hear like back from an email from my boss because she works remotely anyway but what I need to do I'm like oh I'm fine I'll wait for the like half past 10 meeting I've got stuff to do already and then at nine o'clock the CEO walks in and is like we have a girl and I was like oh no my boss was pregnant uh she wasn't due for another five weeks but she had the baby five weeks early uh yeah it was a lot she's fine the baby's fine everything's good I'm pretty sure um but it was a very it was obviously very exciting but also very stressful because we hadn't planned for her to leave this early and so we had she hadn't handed over anything and so we had like no access to our social medias for a couple of days until she got back on her feet and she was able just to switch it over um we had no clue what was going on I we had a big meeting with the creative agency which she was supposed to lead uh and then the CEO was like to me I actually don't know anything about this meeting do we want to cancel it or are you happy leading it and I was like Mm, I was like, oh, I'll lead it. It's fine, she'll be right. So I lead it, which was also very scary. Um, so that happened this week. Um, another thing that happened this week, I finally finalised the contract. Ugh, it's crazy. So I think my plan is to do social media contracting at least for the end of the year. And then I mean, if I have enough clients and because my name's like pretty much out there and like the field that I want to work in and so if I have enough clients, I want to potentially work for myself next year, which would be an absolute dream come true to be able to work for myself straight out of uni. That's amazing because that's my end goal anyway. Um, but I finally finalised my second freelancing contract. It's a, little, it's a smaller one. I'm just doing their social media and maintaining the website in less of a capacity as I am my, nother, in, my in my other contract. But it's with an architecture firm, which is something that I haven't done before. It's with a a full profit, obviously, and their contracts are huge money-wise. So, yeah, I had the meeting with the guy on Friday, and it's all finalized. I need to do some important things i felt like very professional because i went into this meeting knowing exactly what was going to happen and i was like giving ideas and recommendations and he was like agreeing with me i felt so smart and then i was like oh yeah i'll follow you up with a brief like i'll give you the contract blah, blah blah i knew what i was doing i felt so confident it was great it's my life <laughs> but yeah i'm like final And final week of uni, which has been crazy. But apart from that, um, that's pretty much my life. Obviously, what what is it? um but at unlike socially I feel like I don't have a social life though but I caught up with a couple of friends who I haven't seen in forever I caught up with my old old boss Morgan uh we had a little study today because she's also at uni right now and it was very fun seeing her I very much enjoyed it um, and then I was able to catch up with another one of my friends um, for coffee that week as w- last week as well, which was super cool. Um, and she said that she was encouraged by my stuff, which is great. Uh, you know who you are. I really appreciate you. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm just getting down grinding, I'm hustling, but then I'm also trying to like have a balance, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, But I have actually personally been in a bit of a slump in my faith, which is not ideal when... I don't even know. It's near ideal, obviously. Um, But I I talked about this last week, about my intimidation with my Bible study group and how I just feel like I don't have anything to bring, like I shouldn't be there, like everything like that. Um, And God really brung to me... Uh, verse. Actually, the um the preacher last week actually spoke about it um, in a different context. But I was rem- like taking out something different. Um, but I yeah, I just got that revelation again from God that He had continually pulled into me. I actually can't find what verse it was, but it was about how God values and wants us to have our own opinion and not piggyback off the opinions of others and that's something that I have definitely fallen for um I've definitely just seen myself as so unworthy of I guess having my own opinion and voicing my own opinion that I'm always piggybacking off everyone else and I think um, a few weeks ago at group, they were like talking about something, and I, they were like, Oh, why did this happen in the Bible? Why did this happen? It was about how Jesus, whenever he healed someone in his public ministry, he told them not to tell anyone. And, you know, we're, we're discussing why that was. And I had an idea about revelation that God had given gave me a couple of years ago on the topic, and I was going to say something. And then our pastor, who leads the group, he came in and said, oh, this is actually the answer. And I was like, oh, that was different than what I was gonna say. I just need to shut up then. Um, And so I didn't talk then or the next time. And I'm just like, I don't know. Um, But I've been a bit of a Bible reading slum, whatever, but, um, and when I get into like mental health depression episodes sort of things you know I move my hands a lot you can't see it I move my hands so much I don't know why. um but when I get in those slumps I just can't I don't have the motivation to pick up my bible and read my bible and I obviously instead turn to comfort things I turn to Netflix I turn to fiction books and I turn to scrolling on TikTok and drowning in myself loathing instead of actually picking up the word and reading it and spending time in it and then when I actually made time for it I was like right I need to get myself out of the slump early because I don't want to waste time you know what I mean like if you've ever um, battled with depression and you can relate to me and the whole like depressive slump episode sort of deal You will know that it does come to an end eventually, but most of the time you can, it takes so much, but you can get yourself out of it. Um, If you're in the middle of this sort of episode in your life right now, I know that it's really tough. First of all, you are listening to the best thing, one of the best things that you could be. Obviously, the best thing would be reading your Bible and spending time with God. But engaging in Christian content is the next best thing, in my personal opinion. Um, And I just want to encourage you that this won't be forever and that you will get through this and there are things that you can do to get out of it prematurely, even it takes so much energy, to, and, and sometimes I don't have the energy for it, I'm like, no, but in my personal experience, and my personal circumstance, I've had quite a few over the past, like, month, and I was just over it, eh, I was like, nah, I don't need the enemy to take hold of me, anything like this, the funny thing is, I say this now, and then when I'm, like, talking with, like, mental figures in my life or I'm at church and I'm talking with like Christian friends and stuff about this I don't believe anything that I'm currently saying I'm in a different mindset I don't know what it is um, so I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm actually going to be okay and I'm going to be able to i actually meeting up with um, my pastor on, on a couple of days from when I'm recording this so I'm hoping that I'm able to communicate what I'm saying now so she doesn't get even more frustrated at me.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian.
0: Anyway, um, but yeah, so yeah, I just want to say to you that, yeah, there are things that you can do and this the enemy doesn't have hold of you that he has the victory. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just, I feel like there was something and maybe it wasn't. No, I just got the, I just you know, got reminded just then about if we are living in the reality of Jesus' victory over our life or not, whether we are actually taking hold of that because even though obviously Jesus has a victory over everything, but we cannot be we can be living but not living in that reality. We can be letting earthly circumstances, mental health, other Issues, physical health, um, financial circumstances, relational breakdowns, all of this, we can let that like define us and be the center of our attention. But as soon as we lift our eyes to God and realize that He has the victory over everything and we start to declare that over our lives and live in that reality, then we get to see through God's perspective. We get to obviously realize that we're living in his victory, but then also have such a more positive and bright outlook on life and being able to actually see into the future. Because even in these hard times, Jesus living this perfect life and um, dying a sinner's death and then raising it, being raised from the dead, um, all to save us from our sin, he puts that victory over our lives so we don't need to live in the emotions and the actual struggle of that because he's already bed b- that burden for us anyway i heard that I encouraged in some way it reminds me yeah this is going to be a rambly episode so you know get ready i personally enjoy these better but give me your feedback message me on instagram give me some feedback i'd love it even even though i know that there's probably only a couple of you anyway um, it reminds me of, so my connect group have made it through Matthew and Mark and now and Luke, um, which I'm finding to be one of my favourite Gospels and I don't know why. I think maybe because I haven't properly touched it before. Like I have, like I've like, I've like read it, but I felt like the other three I've like read in more detail and not Luke. Um, oh, sorry, i trying to flip to my bookmark. Um, Anyway, um, so I was reading in Luke, and it tells more of a backstory about before Jesus' birth than the others do, which I really like, and it gave me some real cool insights into how important Joseph and Mary's role actually was in Jesus' life. Like, I think before this, I was like, oh, Joseph and Mary were obedient to God and they were the parents of um, Jesus. They were obviously, like, people thought that they had sex before marriage and they may maybe outcasts in society because they weren't married and then Mary was pregnant, but they kept faith and they were Jesus' parents on earth, you know? But I realised that it was actually so much more than this that every little... Thing that they did in obedience to God was setting Jesus up to live that perfect life like without them going through these certain things Jesus couldn't have fulfilled his purpose on earth and he couldn't have lived that perfect life because he hadn't have gone through things and like when he was a baby through to like when he was a child at like probably from like when he was born to about when They, when he left his parents and went to the temple, um, in Luke 2 verse 41 to 49, there we go, there it is, um, yeah, and there were this, like, little, little things that they did that really, yeah, just showed that it was so much more than just their obedience of having this baby, you know what I mean? And one of these things is, um, like, this—the like rituals that Joseph and Mary had to go through with Jesus, to like, you know, make him set apart for God. Blah blah blah. Like circumcision—that's the main one that I'm talking about. Um, and it talks about it in Luke two verses twenty-one to twenty-four. Um, and there were definitely quite a few like they were like getting circumcised was obviously the thing to do on the day and it was what was right and obedient of God in that time and obviously people that weren't obedient to God didn't do it um and so they had to do it um and so what am I saying it's in verse so they the eight days to complete his circumcision, and then he was named Jesus, and obviously that name has so much significance. And if Joseph and Mary weren't obedient to God and calling him Jesus, they could have been Jesus could have been called some random other name which would have had significance on earth at the time or to their family, but wouldn't have had significance for the Son of Man. And everything, and wouldn't fulfill prophecy, all of that. Uh, and then verse Luke 2, verse 22 says, And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So they went through purification according to the law that they were living by, and then they brought him up to Jesus and presented him to God. This wasn't something that, obviously, they like. They could have disobeyed that 100%. But that would have then meant that um, Jesus wouldn't have been able to fulfill his purpose on earth and living a perfect life because there were things that were more out of his control than in his later life because his parents had control. I, I think you get what I'm saying. Um, and it really made me thankful for the people in my life and the yeah the people in my life that were in charge of me obviously but also like made that way for faith and not just my parents because obviously my mum my was able to make that way for me my dad not so much but also my grandparents and like my like Sunday school leaders and all of that I actually still am sort of connected with one of them and they came to my church when we had a guest speaker and I got to see her and um it was just so nice to connect with her and it just made me realize her impact in my life and like you know that little things like I went to icons um it was just like a girls brigade thing but for Christian girls um and my leader there had a huge part in my early faith walk because I think that if it wasn't for her in my life and seeing her obey God and what she did as like not a parental figure but like an older mother sort of figure then I think I would have walked away earlier than I did the person that invited me to the youth group that I attended for five years even though I don't actually know where she is right now but I still thank God for her you know little things like who made the way for you to be able to be obedient to God who made the way for you to live this life that you're living that sort of thing and obviously your family is a massive part of that but also the people that God put in your path and it has made me so thankful for every everything that's happened in my life and everything that will happen in my life because I know that it will make a way for God's will to be able to to be done through my life, yeah. Anyway, um, that like insight and that revelation from God really showed me that just the importance of um, like our ancestors and um, like parentals obedience in their kids' lives, and then that also poses a question that we have a part, our obedience has a part to play in other people's lives. How? Um, what we do, and I guess yeah, our obedience and our faith to God actually has consequences for other people as well. Um, like I personally know that if I wasn't faithful to God and doing my internship um, with my previous church, I know that I wouldn't have connected with a couple of youth who I was able to mentor in that year. And I know from them telling me that I, my faith journey and everything and my obedience to God, blah, 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 has inspired them and has pushed them on to be, I don't know, and like also in like regards to my sister, like she's younger than me, she looks up to me, and I guess if I didn't pursue God and I didn't push after God, even when I was going through hard stuff and, you know you know, things like that, that it made the way for her to be obedient, and yeah, it just really, I feel like obedience has been something that God has put in my heart for a while now, and that was just a new aspect of it, which I was first of all blown away by, because I had no clue about that. Also, I've been reading through Luke, and there's been a few things that I didn't even know happened, and I'm like, I feel like I'm a fraud. Anyway, um, But, yeah, it just helped me to – well, it just signified to me the importance of obedience to – well, the obedience of people before you, and then your obedience to people who come after you. Um, Obviously, the whole – oh, yeah, and then in – oh, my gosh, it's Luke – it's in Luke 2 as well. No, it's not. Luke 3? Luke 3, verses 22, 38 it lists the genealogy of everyone literally from Jesus to Adam and I didn't know that that was a thing. I've seen them like the genealogies all in the New Testament and I was like just a bunch of names and so many people including myself have been like what do we get out of this but I was I read through every one of those names and I'm like wow like there are so many names on here and so many families and generations of people who were impacted, and if even just one of them wasn't obedient to God, then, like, Jesus wouldn't have been in the line of David and the line of Adam, obviously line of Adam, but in the line of David, the family line of David, and they weren't, I don't know, disabled, like, Jesus... Like obviously God would have worked all things for his good and his will, but their obedience made it possible for Jesus to be in that line, if you get what I'm saying. And it's the same for us as well. They so their obedience, so all these names, so obviously from Adam to um Noah to Isaac to Elijah maybe no to david to elijah to everyone else there's so many names in here um levi to joseph to jesus their obedience was crucial for jesus mission on earth and in turn our obedience is crucial to his second coming through god and his power and his work in our lives we are making the way for Jesus' second coming to happen, for prophecy for, to be fulfilled. And our obedience is so important to that. Anyway, I hope that that sort of... That I actually did have a theme a bit. I'm actually quite proud of myself. I did sort of have a theme, a little bit. Um, anyway, I really hope that you enjoyed that, that you possibly, I mean, look possibly look at obedience a different way, um whatever I just hope that you got some encouragement out of this some hope out of this yeah and as always follow me on the gram um yeah I don't even know what I'm doing with the podcast to be fair um but we will see what happens but I as always thank you so much for listening I've loved being able to talk to you and I will talk to you hopefully next week I really my brain hasn't decided whether I want to do one or not but I will talk to you next time